Hey guys, and welcome back to the JRE Review. Today I'm reviewing Jamie Metzl, episode 1294. So he's an author, came on to talk about his book. Um, interesting guy, smart dude, right? Traveled a lot, knows a lot about what he's talking about. Um, good conversation with Joe too. Um, though he is not into psychedelics at all, adamantly opposed, and uh, Joe kind of pushes him on that issue, which I liked. I thought that was uh, interesting, and it's like, think about it, bro. Open your eyes, give it a shot. Anyway, let's start this review. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review, where each week I review every single episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. What more do you want? Okay, so Jamie knows a lot about genetics, genetic modification, gene sequencing, all those types of things. Um, they started off, you know, sometimes I think we think, or at least I do, like these things are millions of miles away. Like we're not going to have genetically, seriously genetically modified humans for a long time. Well, that's just because I'm a dummy. I guess they got them now already. They're here. I mean, we all know that we've got genetically modified food. In fact, most of the food is, right? So really just from that, how long can we be from commonly genetically modified humans, right? And then we talk about what's natural. What is natural in the state of like, we should go back to nature and we should go back to how things were. Like sometimes you hear that, like some hippies will throw that stuff out, right? They're like, we got to have it more simple and connect to nature and blah, blah, blah. But there's a reason we moved away from it. There's a reason that we moved into the lives that we had, and it's for safety and longevity, and so we don't get eaten by animals, and we're not all dying of dysentery. So maybe it's just as natural to have cities everywhere. Joe thinks so. Joe was like, yeah, I think cities are natural. They're everywhere. They're all over the world. You know, they're popping up everywhere. It's uh, so... The natural thing is to keep moving in this direction. We can't get away from technology, right? We just can't. I mean, I'm using it right now. I'm talking on, you know, into a microphone that goes into a computer that records this shit, and then I put it online. And uh, it's fairly simple to do. It's 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 everywhere. It's such a big part of our lives. Try and go a whole day with like use zero technology. It will be you'd be hard pressed to do it unless you were camping, and. Even then, now you can take solar panels camping. You can be charging up your cell phone out in the wild and watching YouTube and, and Netflix. So, where's he going with this? Genes, he's saying gene sync sequencing is going to get a lot cheaper, right? So it used to be super expensive, and then every so many years, it's just getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper until it. I would imagine it would be a standard thing in in your, like, future children's lives. I would say if you're, like, in your early 20s now and you wait till you're 35 to have a kid, right? So it's, like, 10, 15 years, say 15 years. It wouldn't be unreasonable to believe that you would have an option while they sat down to be like, listen, these are all the embryos we have for you and you get to choose which one that you want. And we've checked it for, like, disease and all the rest of it and these ones are good but this one would be taller, this one would be stockier, this one would be smarter. I mean, it's crazy to be making those decisions, right? 
But is it? Is it really? Is it not? It just maybe it's just the natural way things go. I mean, Jamie Metzl thinks it is. He goes, you know, I mean, basically this gene sequencing will be almost free soon. Well, maybe not soon, but soon enough. So he talks a little like how it's done, you know, in the sense of like what's going on in there. And and it was really compelling to me. And Joe had some great questions for it. But it's like human genes are very complex, right? Obviously. So how quickly are we going to fuck things up? And that's kind of like my question. If you ever play with a Rubik's Cube, if you play with a Rubik's Cube and you don't really know what you're doing, which is me, you know, you start moving all the red blocks to one side, you're just moving them around, and then you've got like, oh, I've got this corner, I just want to move this red block in, right? So let's say that's one gene. So you just turn it one way. But okay, so you move the red block where you want it, but how many other blocks did you just move out of the way? Maybe that's a stupid example, but I'm looking at a Rubik's Cube, so I use that one. But it's kind of like that. You change one gene thinking, oh, now I'm going to make them taller. How many other different things have you changed and messed with? You know, how how many fucked up things are we going to have to do before we really start to understand that stuff? It's probably where supercomputers are going to come in to, honestly, maybe they can like run all the genomes and figure out what does what so when we do change something we're not fucking everything up like right away but then who do we look to to regulate this and this is something that joe brought up he's he's saying that like the senators are clueless like you look at the whole facebook iphone thing when when the senator didn't even know like he just didn't know anything about technology and he's asking all these questions it's like he just had to show up to work that day he'd done no preparation on it it was truly embarrassing to think that they're going to know anything more about tech in the terms of gene editing is is not i i don't have a lot of faith you know you need younger smarter experts you know you you've got these guys on these panels that have never even barely even used their cell phone or their smartphone, and they're trying to make sense of the power of Facebook. It's scary stuff. It's the kind of thing that makes me just, like, tune out when I'm like, oh, God. Oh, if they don't know what is going on, how the fuck am I supposed to know? Way too dumb for that. It is the best time to be alive, though, right now. The least disease, you know. In a lot of ways, people have never been nicer. I mean, it's not like people are going around killing each other, that's for sure right? still sucks to be in a bad spot, obviously. A lot of people still struggling, but it definitely is a good time. And what can we add to it with, with gene editing? You know, to just take away disease is very important. I, I don't necessarily think that I want to live, you know, hundreds of years. I think that would be exhausting, but uh, you want to be healthy, right? All the way to the end. I think that's reasonable. I don't think anyone's going to argue against that. Um, the big area that I enjoyed about this podcast is when Joe was kind of pushing Jamie Metzl on doing psychedelics. So he, he says he's like a cacao shaman, whatever the fuck that means. He eats chocolate and prays or meditates or something. Um, maybe that, that's cool. That sounds good. Cacao's good for you. Um, but to, you know, maybe to delve into psychedelics a little bit, you know, just to get a different perspective. Hey, Maybe not everyone needs to do it, but to be adamantly opposed to that and be rigid on that stance um, and and want to make these kinds of universal changes globally, 
Uh, I think it helps. I think it might help have a bit of a different perspective on it. I don't know. He lost me a little there. But uh, anyway, still a very smart guy. One thing he talked about, which was really cool, is the unlimited storage in DNA. Like, I can't make sense of that, right? So DNA is obviously a big, long molecule, and he's talking about data storage in it. Uh, I don't know how, what he's saying you're doing with that data, but it was kind of interesting. Like, maybe there is a way of storing. Maybe there's messages in there that we haven't even been able to figure out yet. And then, you know, it also brings up how much of our behavior is preset. We think a lot of this stuff we just learn through our lives. But since with a combination of all this genetic material, like maybe a lot of our behavior is already preset. And then one of the last things that he picked up on and that he was talking about that I was interested in is obviously eliminating all birth defects in fetuses. Now, if you're going to have a kid, yeah, that's super important. You want to do that. I, I don't think anyone would not want to at least examine it and see if we could fix it. But if we could eliminate all the birth defects and maybe even to the point of like mental health, like eliminate depression, anxiety, you know, in some way, would there maybe really be any interesting people? Okay, maybe there would be interesting people, but would there maybe be any funny people, right? Because mental struggle, and Joe talks about this in the past, you know, he's also talked about this and talked about it in a way that a lot of his comedic friends have had, you know, kind of rough upbringings. Maybe some mental struggle makes people funny, you know? Maybe there is a balance. Maybe you want to have some of these, like, kind of weird things. And, yeah, and lastly, something I didn't know, genetically modified kids in China. It's already happening. Wow. So... If it's happening now, imagine what's going to be happening in the next 10 years. And it's going to be a wild time, people. It's really important that Joe has these kind of guys on, even if they're difficult to follow and, and you know, they're kind of talking above my head, which is most of the time when I'm listening to these smart guests. It's still cool to hear that dialogue because it's the most aware of this sort of thing that I've become. And uh, it's scary and exciting. So, guys... Thanks, as always, for listening. I really appreciate you. You guys are awesome. Check out that conversation with Jamie and uh, make sense of it. And let me know what you think. Send me some messages. Thanks a lot. Bye.